everybody. Welcome to episode 128 of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. This is a very special episode uh, because Chad and I get to share what we've been working on behind the scenes at Youth Ministry Booster, which is another show for the Center for Youth Ministry Training about innovation in youth ministry. We've been talking with a lot of folks, and it seems like a lot of people in youth ministry have questions about, is there hope for change? Is there new things that could be going on? And we got to help with a podcast that is starting to release, trickle out, drip out now. And we wanted to share the first episode of it with you because it could involve you. And so they actually are taking applications for a really cool thing to innovate in youth ministry. And so we are excited to be a part of it. I'm excited for Booster to help me making a podcast for people that are doing really cool stuff. And so check it out this week by listening now. What would you do if you had a million dollars? Okay, you've probably been asked that question before on a long car ride or as an icebreaker at an office party that you didn't want to be at. But what would you do? What would you do if you had a million dollars? Would you save it? Would you invest it? Or would you be sensible? What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'm Zach Workin, and this is the Innovation Lab Podcast. So why am I asking you this question, what to do with a million dollars? Well, for the next couple of years, we're going to talk about what it will look like if a group of people had a million dollars in a career field, but in youth ministry. Why youth ministry? Because it is in desperate need of innovation. Here's how I know, because I'm a pastor and product of youth ministry. For my whole life, I've been involved in organized ministry at the church, both as a youth, a young person, a student, and now as a youth pastor. And I can tell you that since I was 12 years old, what we know as youth ministry has not fundamentally changed. It's the same old, same old get together once a week for pizza, Bible study, and fellowship. And don't get me wrong, these things aren't bad. I'm here today because of these things, but these models are no longer innovative. In fact, youth ministry hasn't fundamentally changed since the 1940s. The fellowship model of Bible study and getting teens together to reach other teens have been the same since the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And it wasn't even until the 70s that the local church started adding youth ministers to the staff to perform a lot of these same kind of gatherings, functions, and fellowships for young people. But ask any researcher, today's youth are not like those of the 1960s and 70s. And in all of our efforts to both educate and entertain or edutain our young people, we have fallen short. In fact, studies have shown in the last few years that young people involved in youth ministries are even less likely to return and be involved in churches in their adulthood. Something needs to be new and different in youth ministry. We don't need more of the same. We need something different. So that's why we're here. This two-year podcast journey is part of the CYMT Innovation Laboratory. It's a million-dollar grant to empower youth ministers to do some research and innovation that might challenge and change youth ministry over the course of the next three years. Our journey begins where all weird and innovative things come from, Austin, Texas. Design kind of center of the church We've been stuck. This is Andrew Zerchke. He's the academic director for the Center for Youth Ministry Training. He's Princeton-educated, youth ministry-tested, and an advocate for the need for innovation in youth ministry. 
This is him making the grant announcement at the annual gathering of the Center for Youth Ministry Training's Student and Alumni Convention in Austin, Texas. And so um, that's why we're really excited to announce something that we are doing as part of Lily Endowment has uh, granted the Center for Youth Ministry Training $1.1 million over the next three years to start something that we call the Innovation Lab. And the idea of the Innovation Lab is that we want to help youth leaders, innovative youth leaders, think innovatively about what youth ministry is and to move our idea of ministry to young people beyond the youth group model. What would a youth pastor do with a million dollars? Well, I asked a few. Here's what they said. If you had a million dollars for youth ministry, what would you do? Oh... I'm, I would probably train more youthful training for people. That sounds so uh, lame. Like, I wouldn't do, like, a giant lock-in with a million kids. Whew. That is a, that is a thinker. Um, man. The no money, no problems. Right, so so uh, I'd fix our leaky building first. I okay. mean, then there'd be infrastructure stuff. That doesn't go necessarily towards discipleship, but, hey, they got to have a place. Um, and then, uh, dude, just see if... I could invest in training materials, okay. invest in leadership. Um, so a million dollars, if I didn't fix the leaky building, I could hire another staff for several years to help me out. And it's in those answers that we hear the need for innovation. Fix a leaky roof, do more of the same, add to our staff. These are all great things and definitely probably needed for many youth pastors that are underserved and under-resourced. But where's the imagination not to do more, but to do something different, a million dollars different? So where is this million dollars for youth ministry innovation coming from? The Lilly Endowment. Since 1937, this Indianapolis-based private philanthropic foundation has been giving grants in areas related to community development, education, and religion. And most relevant for this project, youth theology. Short story to answer the question. We're blessed in a lot of ways. The, the guy who was the overseer of our initial grant from Lillian. This is Deech Kirk, the executive director of CYMT, explaining the grant's origin um, story. This one particular evening back in January of this last year, um, he, he just said, hey, I've been thinking about you guys, thinking about how we innovate in youth ministry. And um, we had been having conversations internally about next steps. How do we help our alumni um, how do we help the church move in further directions? And so it became this like perfect conversation where he said, I'm interested in how we can help churches do innovation. And I was interested in the same thing. But he, one of his questions was, so your alumni, um, what kind of innovative things are they doing? And immediately I was like, oh, this is going to be disappointing to him because we have innovative people who've graduated from our program, but a lot of their innovation is stifled because they don't have permission and don't have the freedom. Um, there's a lot of fear in the churches that they've been working with. And so they don't, they don't have the opportunity to do those things because they want to make sure they get to keep their job. And he's right. My friend Becca, a youth minister in Alabama, expresses the exact same concern when it comes to innovating in her youth ministry. Um, you know, we've been struggling because numbers are down. And not that numbers okay. are every metric, but they are an important metric. And we've been struggling to see how youth ministry is fitting in the lives of our teenagers who are so overscheduled, so busy, and church is just, it's not the priority, it is one of a priority. One of many, yeah. One of many priorities that parents are trying to juggle. And, you know, sometimes it feels like you're just yelling in this vacuum of like, God is the most important thing that we do on a daily basis. Like, this is the most important thing that we engage with. 
You can hear the tension that Deech names in Becca's voice. She has all the desire to innovate for her youth ministry, but the worry that she might not have the permission, freedom, or resources to do so. So how do you begin the innovation process for youth ministry? First, you assemble a team, a team of people that will research, collaborate, and discover what innovation in youth ministry could mean. Meet Andrew, Kate, and Mark, three of the staff members for the laboratory. This is Andrew, the professor you met earlier at the conference in Austin, talking about the theological innovation process. You may be familiar with design innovation thinking, the idea that that innovation ultimately is not just something that happens uh, if somebody has a bright idea one day, but ultimately the idea that innovation happens in a structured process over time. This is key. Over the course of this podcast, we'll be following this team as they make their journey through the theological innovation process. Sorry. My name is, this is so weird, weird. I I need to just relax like we're talking in the room. So I'm Kate Unruh. I am right now finishing my dissertation. This is Kate. She's the managing director for the grant, and she's just moved her family halfway across the country to help run this operation for the next three years. And I was really excited because I thought, you know, I'm, I was nervous too, because I'm not the visionary. I'm not the one to have these creative ideas, um, I'm, I'm on board with them and I can be excited about them, but I'm not that creator. And so I was really worried that I wasn't really the right person for this. And yet she was exactly the right person for this because it takes the team. Said, we don't really need you to be the idea person. We just need you to make sure that, that this gets done, that the day-to-day stuff. And I, I, oh, well, I can do that, you know. Um, I think the one coherent thing I said during my whole interview was really the one thing. Uh, you know... If I can be a part of shaping whatever is coming next from the church, and and I feel like that's legitimate ministry, and I'm in. And it's that willingness from Kate to move halfway across the country with her family, to sign up to manage this grant, this team, for the next three years, that is so important to the innovation process. It wasn't about having the big idea. It was about being a part of the team, being willing to be a part of the team, to see what could be done innovatively in youth ministry. How you got involved with this? My name is Mark Taylor, and I have been in ministry. I've been doing youth ministry in some sort of capacity for over 10 years, basically since I got out of high school. This is Mark Taylor. He's the research and resource coordinator for the grant. He's also a CYMT alumni and the skeptic of the group. Mark's going to be asking a lot of questions and wondering about a lot of the results. I love Mark. He gets it always felt called to youth and I was searching for a way to live into that. Um, but wasn't really sure about, I had no idea what was required to be a youth minister. So I, I didn't know if it was seminary, didn't know if it was, and then still don't know how to get a job after that. So I heard about CYMT from a friend actually and get a job. And so running to her, she's going through the line. She tells me about this program called Center for Youth Ministry Training. Tells me that you get a master's degree, that you get a stipend, you get, it's paid for, you're placed in a church. So you're actually like trying this stuff out as you're learning it. 
And this is why I love Mark. From the very beginning, he was emphatic that innovation is a process done by a group of people. Not just a group of people that are put together as a staff kind of team to run something, but a group of voices that are speaking with the same desire and the same aim. That a theological innovation was going to happen in youth ministry. It wasn't going to be just this staff team of three, but outside voices, youth ministers, practitioners. One of the things that I always talk about in innovation is that it's never singular. It's never an individual. And so... We, we need to see those outside voices. Because theological innovation isn't just a great idea or the next idea. It's a process, a team process. And like Mark said, it's about inviting those outside voices in. This isn't a story about a staff of three people. This is a story about Here's, youth ministry. We start something that we call the Innovation Lab. And the idea of the Innovation Lab is that we want to help youth leaders, innovative youth leaders, think innovatively about what youth ministry is and to move our idea of ministry to young people beyond the youth group model. The way that we're going to do that is that over the next two and a half years, we're going to walk with a group of ten churches, ten lead innovators, ten youth workers from ten different congregations who are going to collaborate together and ultimately try to develop new models of youth ministry that break the mold, that look at the formation of the faith of young people in a completely new way. Because this team still needs ten more people the lead innovators, which is where you come in. Because this podcast is not a report, but it's happening in real time. Just like Kate and Mark were brought on to build a team, so too are you invited to participate in this journey of theological innovation in youth ministry. So if you are a youth ministry leader who is full of ideas, but stuck on what to do, or if you're part of a congregation that might be willing to try something new, but they just don't feel like they have the funds or the resources to try anything that might fail, then this is an opportunity for you. Far too many of us, youth workers, youth ministers, youth leaders, see what we are doing as not quite working, but unsure of what to do next. Let's not just do more. Let's try different. The stakes for our youth ministries and churches are too high to try nothing. I truly believe that we are in a space in the mainline church where if we don't do it differently, we're just going to be dead. Mm. I think that there are a lot of youth pastors who just get into the, the groove of what the church is already doing. They're hired. They're... Uh, kicking off in a week, they've run out of curriculum, they are inexperienced, and they just start doing the thing that has always been done because it works at that church, or because they had an excellent youth ministry experience and they are recreating it. Um, They just start doing the thing, and this is how you do it, and I think we're just finding out that that is not working so well, because the nature of technology, the nature of communication, the nature of community is changing so much. For us, but for our young people, they're just not growing up in the same world that um, we did. I could never do the youth group that I grew up in. I, I just couldn't. And that would be true even if I were 10 or 12 years old. That, um, w- with confidence, you know, that there can be something new. There can be something different. We can think theologically, and kids want it. They're not afraid of it. We don't. We can move away from this entertainment model, from this, you know, this is how we do traditional Bible study. I'm in a classroom model and we can go be with people and it can be legitimate youth ministry, even if it's not in the church right. basement. Well, most of the church doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. Most of the church doesn't realize that if we don't offer 
it's not that youth don't still need to fellowship together. Don't hear me say that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean that when we did the fellowship model of youth ministry in the 90s that that was a bad thing. Not saying that either. That's what I did. That's how I built my ministry. But the culture has changed. The context has changed of what ministering to teenagers and families looks like, and we haven't adapted. And so what does it look like to take our practical theologians who graduated from our program and try to get them the space at their congregations to do something that might not only change the trajectory of their church, but might give a spark of inspiration to other churches Mm. um, and present models for how they might do it differently also. Mm. That's really exciting to me. There's an old joke that people tell. One farmer asks another, what would you do if you won a million dollars? The other farmer thinks for a moment, then says, I guess keep farming until the money runs out. It's time for us as youth ministers to ask the tough question. Are we ready to try something new, different, innovative? Or are we just going to farm until the money runs out? The Center for Youth Ministry Training has been awarded a $1.1 million grant to create an innovation laboratory for the faith formation of young people. The lab is designed to develop new models for youth ministry that are both practical and theologically grounded and seek to better intersect the real lives of adolescents. They are looking for 10 lead innovators to participate, which means spending two and a half years walking through the theological innovation process and prototyping your ideas for youth ministry in your congregation and with an innovation team that you assemble. If you're a lead innovator, you'll be paired with a coach that will help you navigate this process. You'll be in a cohort with other innovating churches in the lab, and you and your church will both receive funding, a stipend for you, and seed money for your congregation to implement your church's ideas. Anybody who's serving in a lead youth ministry role, youth pastor, youth director, student ministries pastor, in a Protestant Christian church in the U.S. is eligible to apply. Applications are live now. Visit www.cymt.org and click Innovation Laboratory to complete your Stage 1 application by April 6th. The Innovation Lab podcast will follow the stories of those 10 lead innovators and their congregations as they seek to revitalize and renew youth ministry in the local church. Join us next time as we talk about what the theological innovation process is and what it means for you. We have no idea what this is going to look like at the end. We have no idea what these churches are going to come up with. Um, And that's a good thing. Because if we had an idea of what these ministries would look like in the end, uh, we would actually be limiting people.